to Studio Stories. I'm your host, Christy Burrington, and today we're joined by Martha Keith, founder of stationery company Martha Burke. So welcome, Martha. Hello. Thank, thank you very much for having me. Thank you for coming on to our podcast. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm very pleased to be here. I did come once to the Mercy Mum offices. I think it was about three years ago when I was pregnant and so I hadn't told anybody yet so I, I sort of distinctly remember standing talking to your founders and be like oh I hope nobody notices that I'm pregnant <laughs> so a lot has changed over the last three yes, years yes I know been. massively changed obviously um, um you, you are now in Beatrice yes. are now in France is yes, that right they're yes. in Lyon yes our founders are in yes. Lyon at the moment no they was they've always been so supportive of us and um and obviously them being a couple and me now running business with my husband has been hugely relatable for us. So, um, yeah, I'm delighted to come back and have yeah. a chat. And to be supporting another local brand. Yes, exactly. We're based in West London, um, near Keybridge, not too far from here. Yes. So quite a short commute over for you today. Yes, not too bad. Not too bad. So let's start with you and your background. Yes. So um, before starting Martha Brook, I did something very different. Um, I worked um, for a large healthcare company. I had done a, I did a degree in science um, and my, I kind of started a graduate job um, for a healthcare company and did various sales and marketing roles. I had never really seen myself as an entrepreneur, that was never really kind of in the plan. Mm. Um, but I have always had a huge passion for stationery and kind of making stuff and creating things. And I hit 30 and um, I kind of had a bit of a light bulb moment and thought, you know, you only live once, you know, let's, let's try something new. So I kind of walked away from you know, salary, a big job. At the time I was a sales director and I'm quite an all or nothing person. I wrote a business plan <laughs> and um, started a company. Wow. And kind of that was oh, six and a half years ago now. And uh, yeah, quite a lot has happened since. Um, so it definitely was a, a real a real change from what I was doing beforehand. Yeah, big big jump, big change. Was that nerve wracking for you at the time? Uh, it was it was hugely nerve wracking. I but I kind of I think what happened was I, I a part of it was hitting thirty and really reflecting on where is my career going, where would I kind of see myself in ten years time, and I was I had always I was kind of get, getting progressively senior within this company and. I felt further away from being really clear on what my sort of purpose was in life. And I mm. thought I joined them because I, I kind of thought, oh, I'll be able to help people. And I think as I got more senior, I sort of felt that I wasn't really doing that and it had become more more corporate. And on the side, I had been, you know, creating, you know, stationary paper-based goods for friends and family, you know, as a bit of fun. And then it was really on my first wedding anniversary and I made my husband this box of reasons I love you. There's 10 oh, reasons. That's so sweet. It's really softy. 10 reasons Martha <laughs> loves Chris. And I he kind of gave it to him and he had a little bit of a cry. And it was oh. really, well, there's really lovely moments where, you know, you had, we had this one of those, you know, just those moments in time where you think this is really lovely. And I sort of thought, well, why can't I create those moments for other people? So that's sort of where it started. Um, so that was six and a half years ago, as I say, I wrote a business plan quite an all or nothing person and um, walked into my job, handed my resignation letter to my boss who at the time was a sort of VP. I think he thought I was absolutely mad. And I remember a close family member saying to me, oh, you'll never make a living, you know, never make a living selling cards. That was what she said to me. And um, I'm quite a stubborn person. So I was like, right, I'm going to do this. Prove them wrong. Prove them wrong. And you did prove them wrong. Well, yes, we've gone from it just being me in my spare bedroom. It was very 
very humble beginnings. <laughs> um, I didn't, you know, I didn't have a, any loans or um, take out any money. I started purely with, um, you know, a small amount that I had in my personal bank account in in our spare bedroom. Um, and it's grown from there over the last six years. So now we have a studio down the road in Kew Gardens. My husband since left his job to, to join us as our head of operations, much like your founders. <laughs> um, and we have a team and our product range has grown and we're very, very much focused on personalised stationery that is to, well, that aim to kind of uplift, inspire and empower, mm. mainly women. That's really what our brand is all about. So a little bit, a little bit like you guys, but yeah. let's focus Beautiful on Beautiful pieces as Thank well. Thank you very really much. Personal. Thank you. I know we've made a few things for you, for you guys. And, yes. Um, no, so yeah, it's really good. It's really, I think, um, a big, uh, is yes, it's, been, it's really, I absolutely love it. I really, really enjoy it, and um, I definitely don't regret making the decision. But that doesn't mean it's not hugely hard work running a business as well. But yeah, no, it's really, it's really good. So you say your husband is your head of operations. Yes. How has yes. that been with the family as well? Yeah. So we, um, when I when I when I left my job, I we didn't have children. As I say, I was thirty at the time, um, but we knew we really wanted to. So that was quite a thing, like making a decision to walk away from what was an amazing maternity package mm. in my old job and come say, well, actually, we're just going to you know, go with the flow and see what happens. And actually, what um, in terms of from the family side of things, what happened was that I then actually really struggled to conceive and we had a long, a long period where um, I found out actually I have um, fertility problem um, and I have endometriosis, which is where you get I'm quite passionate about it because there's so many people who don't know about it. It's basically where bits of your womb grow outside mm. and other bits of your body um, and so this is this, this has been something that's sort of been happening um, behind the scenes and that's has been really interesting for us but he left his job um, when we were at a point of thinking gosh this business we, we really wanted to make a step change we really wanted to get an office and I was just juggling so many balls and it was growing really fast at the time um, so he left his job and we took a bit of, bit of a plunge and definitely it's quite intense working together as a couple and I can imagine it's not for everybody um, but I think we we make it work quite well. So we're quite we're quite similar. We we very good at talking to each other, we're quite open and honest with each other about things that aren't working. We have quite a clear division about who's doing what. So he's very much looks after the the operations, so um, the financial side of things, um, the kind of HR, finance, um, um, all the production side, and mm. to free me up to do the kind of marketing and creative side. That doesn't mean we don't both don't both help each other out. We do inevitably I end up doing lots of the other stuff as well and then get being told off because it's not my job <laughs> but um, it ha- we do actually work really well together but I think the hardest period was probably when we were very fortunate to get um, pregnant after having IVF which was amazing really um, really a miracle but definitely then throwing a baby into the mix and running a business together yeah. was pretty hard work <laughs> and um, definitely the last um, couple of years have been definitely testing but I think we're sort of through the other side and she's a, a bit older now um, she's just over two and she sort of understands a bit more so you don't have to constantly be feeding and winding and all that sort of stuff yeah so. and do you ever take her into the office with you mm. on some days well I think it's running a business and having a child has its own benefits but it also has its own downsides the benefit being that you can be hugely flexible mm-hmm. so um, in the early days she did come into the office um, I, I mean most m- most days she'd be by my desk while I was working she was sleeping um, and the, uh, then she, when she would wake up the her extended aunties so the team would 
help and hold her and oh, um, so, so they all, sweet. they do a lot of the team who've been with us since she was born really do feel a real you know they really feel like they are they're part, part you know yeah. they really feel they literally feel like family to her so mm. um and she absolutely loves them um she actually came to the office yesterday she doesn't come in very often now she comes in probably once a week she came to the office yesterday and when everybody left at the end of the day she turned to me and she said mummy I love the team. Oh, so sweet. So she did come into the office, but then, and I, I think when I first, when she was first born, I had the mentality that um, I, I kind of read somewhere that, oh, you know, you should, you know, you, you, your life is your life and you don't need to separate things. And she'd come into the office and I thought that that was the way forward. But then I, I rapidly realised that actually trying to do everything all the time is not, is mm. not a good way. Um, and I found that I was I was very stretched and stressed quite a lot of the time. So we then she now goes to nursery um, three days a week, three three to four days a week, and then I have mummy days one to two days a week. So that works much better. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, she's definitely been a real a real. Um, her name's Hermione. She's definitely, um, you know, her, having having a child is you know life changing, and she's the best the best thing ever. Um, and it's amazing but also as any parent will know it's also really hard work and I think the downside of running a business is that you sort of don't have that protective maternity leave that like protected time and you do sort of you know try to juggle all the balls and I think sometimes it's quite good to self-reflect and say actually I need to it must have been quite difficult not having that blanket and that security yeah not having that sort of not having your employer say okay this is when you're stopping for mm. for the baby and this is when you're coming back and I'm not I, I'm the sort of person that does you know try and do it all and I think that does have a danger then of catching up with you at a later date um which is kind of what happened with me mostly because I had unfortunately I had a, a, a tricky birth and um um so it did sort of catch up with me a little bit down the line but yeah we're through it we're through it now <laughs> And your full name is Martha Keith. Yes, that's I bet right. I get so many people say, hi, Martha Brooke. Oh, yes, I do, yeah. <laughs> no. So the business name comes from my first name, combined with Brooke, which is from Brooke Green, which is in West London, um, near Shepherd's Bush, near yeah. where Westfield is, um, which is where um, my husband and I were living when I had the idea for the business. Um, and it deliberately sounds personal. It deliberately sounds mm. like a, a person, because I think a big part of our brand is that we try and be um, very personal, very relatable, and um, we think there's a real gap in the market in the UK for a stationary brand that you kind of feel in that kind of connection to that sort of personal touch and I think that's what we're trying to really bring to the party so I think Martha Brooke deliberately sounds like a person it sounds like your friend it's like your you know your your friend in planning your friend in stationery and um, a big part of what we do is about our kind of community and bringing people together and you know, creating a fun sort of place for people to kind of hang out um, online. So, um, yeah, I do get a few people thinking that my name is Martha Brooke, but um, <laughs> because it's the, bound to the tone of voice is still sort of me, kind of deliberately, um, but anybody who sort of gets to know us kind of gets it eventually. Mm. And what would you say is a top highlight from Martha Brooke so far? Oh, that's really hard. Um, We've, yeah, we've been lucky enough to do some really cool things. Um, I think one of the, the the best things for us was we launched a stationary advent calendar two years ago, which um, was a huge project and a huge leap of faith because you just kind of don't really know. Uh, we had no idea how big the you know the market was for that sort of thing, and 
Um, nobody really done a personalised stationary advent calendar before. Um, and we're lucky enough for it to really kind of take off and for people to be really interested in it. Um, and, you know, not with any PR agency or with sort of really putting a huge amount of money behind it, but we managed to get it featured in all sorts of publications from um, the Evening Standard to um, you know, Forbes, um, The Independent, you know, Marie Claire, you know, all Incredible. over the place. Yeah, really good, really good. And we had some um, some amazing influences and people that I love kind of pick up on it and talk about it and stuff. So that was a really kind of proud moment to see something that we had worked so hard on because mm. they give 24 different stationery <laughs> items and um, packaging them all up beautifully and really making it really wow was um, our aim. So that's been probably one of the proudest things that we've made that um, that I look, kind of look back on a real high, as a real highlight. And that's a huge success. Um, it's been, yeah, that's been really good. Um, I think that um, advent calendars are an interesting one because they're very seasonal and um, they, you know, once they're, once kind of Christmas is over, that sort of it. So it's a real, it's definitely something that's been really, really fantastic for us and fantastic for our brand. But um, it's a, it's definitely a really hard area to get right. It's, mm. and I think the challenge with a lot of what we make, be it a diary or an advent calendar or anything like that, um, they do have a really short selling period and really getting it spot on with you know the stock and the. Um, you know, getting it just right so the right exactly the right amount is definitely something um, that's a bit tricky but um, also really fun because people go crazy at a certain time of year for people for love them. advent calendars yeah they do advent calendars become a real ones. thing you know definitely when I was growing up it was my granny used to send me um, you know a little card religious advent calendar that was all I got I wasn't allowed a chocolate advent calendar but now they're sort of blown up to you yeah. can get everything in an advent calendar even even we were in this really funny um, feature. I can't remember who the feature was in one of the the magazines, and it said um, uh, it was like it was like ten of the ten of the the best and strangest advent calendars, and ours was like one of the best ones. And then one of the strange ones was an advent calendar of sex toys. Oh, that's <laughs> so strange. But why? Like just why? <laughs> Too many days in December. Exactly. <laughs> well, um, I, I'm born on the second of December. Oh, are you? And my mum used to knit us these, like make us these gorgeous advent calendars when we were younger. And yeah. I still have mine from when I was a baby. And on the second, once I got older and older, she'd always put something special in the second one, like a scrunchie or a pen or. There's something really glittery for me. That's that's very cool. I definitely I've seen those fabricy ones. Yeah, quite, I definitely like that idea. Yeah, they're really special. I can reuse them. Exactly, so they're really handy. Yes, and that was one of the things about our advent calendar because um, you know we're really into sustainability and um, our advent calendar package. All of the advent calendar packaging is recyclable or biodegradable, and the all the kind of there's no plastic in it at all, and all the boxes are kind of reusable. And we have seen a lot of people since um, December using because there's like 24 boxes within a box almost like a row of books we see a lot of people reusing them for either for gifts or for um, you know keeping keepsakes so that's been really nice that's lovely so I think that um, yeah, sustainability has been a big thing that we've been um, looking at over the last um, couple of years which obviously is a, you know, it's a real hot topic so um, that's been interesting what would you say that your success has been down to um so I think, I think uh, three things. Um, first of all, I think that I decided quite early on that we really wanted to to focus on um, stationery in particular, and I see a lot of people starting businesses, and 
it's very easy to get sidetracked by what other people are doing, um, like pigeon syndrome. Is it pigeon syndrome? Where you sort of or magpie syndrome? Sorry, magpie syndrome, where you sort of see somebody else doing something um, on social media or online or wherever, and it's sort of like something else shiny and interesting, and you sort of try and do a bit of that, mm. and then try and do a bit of this, and um, you sort of then end up it not really being clear what your focus is. Um, I think one of the things that we've always tried to do is be very um, be very in a way being niche as a business like you guys you're very you know clear on um, you know you're very jewellery focused you've know, got a really strong brand which is about um, you know motherhood and I think that that really stands you apart and we've really tried to be very clear around um, personalised stationery and um, try to really keep that niche and really own that um, and then I think secondly um, the brand we've really tried to um, have a quite a clear brand identity because I think that's um, very important. So I think that people do associate us with um, a certain colour, which is pink. Because our social media is, um, brings it in quite a lot. You know, like you guys, you've got quite a strong um, that orange peachy colour. Um, and I think thirdly, I've kind of, you know, I'm quite deter- I'm quite determined. So when I've got kind of idea in my mind, I will you know, work really, really hard mm. um, to kind of deliver those things. And I think that those things definitely have standard us in, in good stead. Having said that, um, if anybody does follow us on social media, I always want to put a word of caution there because I do think it's very easy to follow an individual or a brand. And if you're doing something similar, it's really easy to kind of compare yourself. And I think that I do see a lot of people online um, and I know that behind the scenes, actually, they're finding things really hard. So I do think it's always... A word of caution that when you follow somebody else and you whatever the perception is of success is to is to know that actually behind the scenes sometimes things are harder than they seem so I think that's really important to remember um, and I think I do think that there are more and more people starting businesses nowadays which I think is fantastic and I'm sure we'll talk about this in a second um, but it is and and part of part now of running a business is all about being online it's about being on social channels and which in some ways is um, it's liberating, it's free, it's a fantastic way to connect and meet people. But, um, you know, I never started this thinking, oh, I want to be an Instagram model or I want to, mm. you know, do, um, you know, social media was never really something that I, um, I did myself personally. And I think the dangers of it is that you can, you know, get really sucked into worrying a lot about what other people are doing or what people think of you and stuff. And I think that you have to sometimes, um, you know, be able to take a step back and, and focus on actually what you're doing. I don't follow, I don't follow any of our competitors deliberately. Um, I don't follow anybody who tries to copy us, which there are a lot of people. Um, and I always, we're always really focused not on the latest trends necessarily, but really what we're doing and what we're bringing to the table. And I think that's really important because otherwise, I think you can get really distracted um, and worried about you know comparing yourself to other people. That's what stands you out from the crowd because you're not following those trends and you're not worrying about what other people are doing you're just doing what you want to do yeah I hope so and I hope that people who I hope that people who follow us do sort of do sort of see that Um, um, but I think it's also it's always worth reminding yourself that the you know what you see on social media is a highlights reel and you know you don't see all the difficult stuff you don't see all the the sleepless nights the the tears over the fact that you've ordered the wrong thing in the stock or um you know it, whatever it is you don't see the difficult stuff um and 
I do try and remind people of that every now and again. I'm not a negative person. I don't ever go. I would never put anything negative or particularly on social media. I'm realistic and um, I like to show, be honest. But at the end of the day, it is you know a highlights reel, and I think it's always worth reminding yourself of that. Whoever you follow, you know, because we all get sucked into people that we love and follow, and um, it's always worth reminding yourself of that. And that takes us beautifully into our next question. Oh yes, what's the next question? <laughs> But our next question is, if you could look back, yes. what, what would you have said to yourself when starting? Like Any words of advice that you would have given yourself to, to Ooh, you question. when you were starting? Oh, good question. Um, I think, I, really looking back now, I would say to myself, where, like, what is your end goal? Like, what is your ultimate, where are you ultimately trying to take? And I did do that a bit. But the reason I think that is so important is that you when you start a business, you get so hung up on like what the next thing is and the next thing and the next thing that you sort of lose track on actually, oh my gosh, this is how far I've come. And when you are the person that starts the business, you don't really have anybody to ever say, oh, well done, you know, or, you know, give you, you know, some like reward and recognition, mm. which um, is a big, you know, it's a big thing for me, somebody to be able to say, oh, you know, you've done a good job. And you don't really have anybody to do that when it's like, when it's you starting out. So I think being really clear on what, where you're trying to take it it's great because when you start to tick, when you actually get, you make it hits a milestone, you can say, "Oh my gosh, I've done that." Um, and I think so many people don't do that. And I did do that to some extent, um, but I think also um, knowing, knowing roughly where you want to take a business actually is really important because what I realise now, and I didn't really realise when I started, is that you can either run a business as sort of a a lifestyle thing where it's about um, you know, making an income for yourself, doing something creative, doing something you love. Um, or you can run a business where actually well, your aim is to really, you know, grow it, um, maybe sell it one day or, you know, grow it as far as you can. Or, and I think actually those two things are quite different. And I think um, knowing sort of where roughly you want to end up might affect decisions you make. Because I think sometimes people get carried away. And I've seen a lot of people I know who run business do this, where you... You get carried away, you know, you move into a studio, you'll take on stuff, and you sort of end up doing the things because you think that the next thing, and then sort of you end up being down the line, you sort of reflecting on actually, is this really where I want to be? Do I really want to be making these products? So being super clear on actually this is my goal is really, really important. Um, because actually you can be super profitable, you can have a really um you can do something you love, you know, just by doing it at home. And I think some of the people do take business steps just because they feel they have to. And I don't in any way regret anything that we've done. Um, and I am really clear on where I want to go next. Um, but I think some of the people tend to do things because they think they have to when they're running a business and not because it's necessarily what they they, they need to do. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting because there's a lot of stuff going around at the moment that I'm seeing about, oh, you know... Um, start a business or you'll be happier and I think that's a dangerous a dangerous thing to say because actually it is flipping hard um I'm really I really encourage um anyone with a business idea to look into it um but you know it is hard um being self-employed doing your own thing and there's a lot of stuff that comes with that but I think sometimes you sort of forget um and I think actually it can be just as rewarding to have a side hustle or do something on the side um you know, as as well as having a job, um, so I think just being really clear on where you're trying to take something is really really important. 
is there anything exciting that you can tell us that's coming up? Oh, well, there's always, there's always something. Um, so, yes, well, we're um, really thinking of already madly about Christmas and kind of what we're bringing to the table, as I'm sure you guys are. Yeah, it's crazy. As soon as yeah, Christmas know, ends and Mother's Day is approaching, exactly. we're already, Christmas is starting to be exactly. a conversation here. So I think um, we started, last year we did Christmas in July for the first time, so um, that's basically where in July you take your kind of Christmas range to the press, which means you really have to be quite organised. Well, I'm not particularly an organised person. <laughs> um, so already thinking about um, that, and I think a big part of our brand and a big part of where we started is, as I said before, encouraging people to to write things down, to capture things in a non-digital way. And I'm a great believer in the power of stopping and journaling and reflecting and also the power that you forget stuff and how um, amazing it can be right to write stuff down. Um, but what I'm finding more and more, and I know I, I know a lot of other people feel the same, is that um, writing can also be a super useful tool um, just to help yourself be more organised and actually having some non-digital tools to help you sort of plan, um, you know, to prioritise your day or to prioritise your week, to um, help you think about your kind of goals, um, actually can be really transformational. Um, and one of the things that we've started trying to do a bit this year is bringing some more kind of planning, more planning sort of tools. And I think you'll see a bit more of that from us in what we're trying to do at Christmas. Um, so I can't say too much, but watch this space. So yeah, it's a bit of product development. Very exciting. It's exciting. You know, we, one thing we do try and do now is we try and do a few um, you know, interesting collaborations each year um, with brands that we love. So um, we know we're working on that as well. Um, every we started doing an annual stationary social um, where we kind of bring people together and have a really inspiring um, and fun day out. So. Um, if anyone who follows us will, um, we're going to release news about that soon. We try and do that every every year. So yeah, we've got a few things we're working on. We're always busy. Very exciting. Um, there's never quite enough hours in the day. So I know we've got something in the pipeline as well together. Yes, exactly. So we're, yeah. we're very excited to um, be working yeah, on that together. Yeah, no, it'd be really nice to do something together again. We, um, um, I know we've always, we've always loved you guys. Um, so um, yeah, it'd be good to do something together. And obviously, at the moment, you've got your calf kids and. Yes. collaboration this week as we're recording this yes, so we have yes this week we've launched yeah it's all go again all crazy for us here as well always busy but always yeah. fun yeah that's no, good and the final question yes. we ask every guest yes is, what is the main mantra you live your life by and why um so when i was leaving my bit when i was leaving my job um when i left my job and now i was leaving my job everyone thought i was slightly mad but there was a really um, lovely lady who was very senior. I think she was like a senior vice president or kind of part of the head of one of the parts of the company um, that I used to work for. And, and she, she, she delivered, she came over to my desk and she gave me a card. And the front of the card said, um, follow your dreams, they know the way. And she just wrote this really lovely message inside saying, you know, you're obviously making a really brave decision and, um, you know, I wish you all the best. And um, I was really taken aback by this because I, I, you know, I didn't think that she would be that supportive of the idea. And I kind of pinned this card to my my desk, and I've had it ever since um, in my um, office at home. And I am a great believer of. Uh, I know I talked a bit earlier about you know word of caution if you sort of are thinking about starting a business, and I don't want to sound negative because I I, I am a great believer in chasing what you're passionate about. 
I do think that life is um, too short. Um, my, my dad worked really hard his whole life and he had great plans when he retired to have a boat and live by the sea and do all these things. And um, really sadly, he hit 60 and um, um, he has got been diagnosed with a very, very rare muscle-wasting condition. And within a few years, he's now um, severely disabled and in a wheelchair and not able to um, really do anything without full-time care. And I, I, it has really hit home to me over the last few years how important it is to seize the moment, to seize now, because you never really know what's around the corner. Um, and I do think that just following what is in your heart and doing what you you know what you, you you've always dreamed of um you should never leave it because you never you know you never you will never really know what's going to happen next so I think that's something I always hold on to um with a healthy dose of realism that um it's good to to you know have a plan so you kind of know what you're doing and you know financially how you're going to make it work but um I am a great believer in chasing your dreams so I do think that life's too short and I do think that for a lot of women um a lot of us don't do things because we're we're kind of a bit a bit scared or we don't have the confidence um it's really interesting one of the things that we're looking at now for the business um going off on a tangent is we're thinking about kind of what's next and one of the things we really need is some money you know, it's really hard to do stuff unless you've got a bit of cash yeah um we've never ever taken a loan we've never ever had um any investment we've never we've always started um you know, every year, the, any profit the business makes, we reinvest. But we really need—we really need to build a new website. We really um, need to—we need some cash to do a few things that I really want to do. So for the first time, we're looking at and thinking about raising some money. We've never done that before. And every single person that I've met while I've been exploring this has been a man. Um, you know, every single person in this sort of raising money sphere. Um, and every single business I've come across that's done a similar thing has been a male-led business. And I just think that, the, 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 I think a lot of women hold themselves back and I, I'm, I'm just as guilty of this. I'm scared, I'm scared about some of the conversations I'm starting to have, I'm scared about some of the decisions we, we're making. And I think that it, we have to, as women, sometimes challenge those things because otherwise, you know, it's only the men that go forward and I think and trust it's a lot of trust exactly, in what, what you're exactly. doing no exactly but it so I do I'm, I'm a great believer in, in following your dreams um, and um, yeah it's not it's, it doesn't that doesn't always mean that it's going to be an easy life um, but hopefully it will be an interesting one and a fun one and a fun one exactly yeah. exactly um, and I'm not as, as hard as you know as hard as I may work um my um, family is the most important thing to me and I I um, will never, you know, will always find time for that and I will never sacrifice that. So um, I do think that I do, you know, I'm not, I won't lose perspective from that, from that point of Absolutely. view. But, um, but yeah, I do think it's, a, I do think it's really important to, to do that thing you've always wanted to do and not pursue hold it. yourself back. Pursue exactly. it and do it. Exactly. If not, you'll spend the rest of your life wondering exactly. what if. Exactly. The, I think the what if is, is a is something that I never I never really want I never really wanted to look back and think and I think that was a big thing for me when I did make the decision to leave my job and um, it's definitely a big thing for me now. Wow, thank you so much. No worries. It's, it's been lovely, lovely to chat. Lovely, I know. It's finally to have met. So I thank know, you very much for coming in, Martha. Pleasure, pleasure.
If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave us a review.